Hello and welcome to Fin Shots Daily. In today's episode, we see why the RBI extended an in-principle approval to a select few payment aggregators. Before we start today's episode, we have a quick announcement from the team at Fin Shots. We have recently launched a new endeavor called Ditto Insurance to help people purchase health and life insurance for themselves and their families. Ditto comes with a spam-free guarantee and we answer your queries free of cost, even if you don't buy insurance from us. So head over to Ditto Insurance now for unbiased personalized insurance advice. The link is in the description below. Imagine you're setting up an e-commerce store intending to sell your best art, in which case you will be expected to offer various payment options to potential buyers. Think credit cards, debit cards, UPI net banking and digital wallets. Now your buyer doesn't care how you set it up. They just want to click a button or swipe on their phone to get done with it. All they want to see is a payment success screen and have their brand new painting delivered ASAP. But as a seller, you know that beneath this outward simplicity, there are a lot of complex processes running in the background. A well-wisher tells you that you might have to start speaking to multiple banks and credit issuers to integrate the payments with your business. You will need to work with payment gateways that will handle the tech to ensure that the transaction flows smoothly. You will need to set up something called a merchant account, a special type of bank account that can revive all the digital money and hold every last detail related to the transaction. Then you will need another bank account where the actual cash will drop in. You will need to negotiate fees for all these services individually. And since you're dealing with multiple such entities, they may all have their own frequency for settling your money. Maybe the manner in which they send you transaction reports varies considerably. And that means you end up spending time looking at your books just to make sure everything is in order. And if things go wrong, you'll have to run from pillow to post to sort it all out. It's a downright hassle. Now for a moment, let's assume there's someone who can do all the dirty work for you. All you need to do is sign up directly with them and only them. You can then forget the multiple banks, card issuing companies, payment gateways and everyone else. This one entity will help you accept all kinds of digital payments and you won't even need to go through the pain of setting up merchant accounts and stuff. This entity will have its own merchant account through which it will receive the money and then it will transfer the money to your chosen bank account. You won't have to negotiate fees with multiple folks anymore and you can just deal with this one entity for all your digital payment needs. They can save you time, paperwork and some money as well. It sounds like a lifesaver, right? Well, these entities aren't made up. They actually exist and they're called payment aggregators or PA. Like you, the PA can help millions of sellers. And if people find it easier to accept digital transactions, the tribe of digital sellers will grow. Because despite the growth in digital payments, 89% of transactions still happen via cash. So if the PAs do a good job simplifying the experience of accepting online payments, digital transactions will get a fillip. Anyway, now that we've got the basics out of the way, let's see what happened on Friday. RBI just granted the first ever set of approvals for a PA license in India to fintech firms Razorpay, Stripe, Pine Labs and OnePay. But wait... Didn't India have PAs of its own until now? Actually, we did. PAs have been around for quite a while now. Heard of Bill Desk? Well, they've been in this business since the 2000s. And many other fintech companies like Razorpay, PhonePay and Paytm have emerged in the recent past as well. All of them have helped sellers get their businesses online in the blink of an eye. But the only problem? 
even though these folks handled a lot of money in their own accounts, they didn't quite come under strict RBI regulations, quite unlike banks. So in 2020, after watching the digital services boom, the RBI simply decided that everyone who called themselves a PA needed to first get a license. They were worried that many companies were operating in a rather shady manner and the RBI wanted to put an end to all of this. So they invited applications for the license and set out the criteria, including mandating a minimum net worth and enforcing the fit and proper rule to make sure people who float payment aggregators continue to be in good standing without being implicated in legal matters. And finally, they evaluated these proposals and extended the in-principle approval to a select few. But why is everyone in such a rush to acquire a PA license? Well, let's look at Zomato, a food aggregator that also wants to become a payments aggregator. Sometime last year, the company set up Zomato Payments Limited. It wanted to provide all kinds of payment options to the app's users, including buy now, pay later. On the order value of 400 rupees, the third-party BNPL companies pockets anywhere between 4 to 8 rupees. And what the BNPL company gains, Zomato loses. Now, on the face of it, it may seem like a paltry amount. But what if you keep adding the sum over millions of dollars? Well, it could be worth crores of rupees. And no one wants to simply lose crores of rupees. In a similar vein, imagine that Zomato sets up its own payment aggregator solution. It could save on so much money, right? Money that they would otherwise have paid to third-party companies. They could even offer a better experience. So it's all on the cards. Oh, and what happens if the RBI denies permissions to entities that have so far been doing PA duty? Well, they will have to wind up their operation within 180 days. Tough luck. Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.